Alphabet Flight and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey through uh, where we go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and talk about the characters we know and love and for have forgotten as well. My name's Barry and with me this week is somebody who can definitely speak and potentially read better than I can because I just absolutely d- d- just fumbled my way through that intro. It's Art. Hello, Art. Hi. I just uh, realized I recorded the whole last episode on my Bluetooth headphones. It's going to sound bad. That's uh, okay. That happens. It happens. It's just it's gonna bother me until at I edit least it. it at then. least it recorded. I, that's the fu- okay. That's fine. Uh, it's just gonna bother me until Saturday, and then after I edit it, I'm not gonna care at all. And so, then you're not you gonna know. think a think think a think a think a think about it. You're not yep. gonna think a think about it, my friend. Exactly. Uh, hey, if you are listening to this episode uh, <laughs> instead of part one first, what are you doing? Um, listen to part one. That's where you get all the backstory on who the Black Knight is. There are going to be some characters that we talk about throughout here that you might have missed some key information on. Uh, so go check that out. We are jumping into part two of the Black Knight. Before we do that, though, Art, let's take a look at the first issue that the Black Knight himself, the Dane Whitman version, actually appeared in. Uh, that was Avengers number 48, which came out in 1960. Eight. Artie Simak was the letterer. George Tusco was the cover inker and penciler. Uh, Roy Thomas wrote and Stan Lee edited. What do you think about this cover? Much better than the last one. Oh, so much uh, better. Look at him riding Aragorn. Yeah, he's riding Aragorn and you have a... Uh, There's a mental have, picture for you, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have... He, he has... He's holding a lance wrong. Or javelin wrong. It's called a lance. Yeah, he or really a is. Lance though. Javelin, whatever. Yeah, he's holding it wrong. Like uh like an idiot. But he's holding it like he's an idiot. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, but you know, and you have giant man, wasp, and uh I don't know why Hawkeye's on upside down. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he oh, jumped. Wait, oh wait, wait, wait. I know the perspective now. Okay. He's flying up, not through the building. He's flying up uh, oh, from look a at building. that he is. Okay, that makes more sense oh. now. He probably swiped at them while flying up. And that's why Hawkeye is upside down. Because it looks like he swiped with his something. Yeah, it looked like he, he got hit in the legs and bounced upside down. Yeah, okay, that makes them. more sense. I, was, I yeah, thought yeah, the yeah. background looked weird for a moment, but no, it's because it's the top of the building, not the yeah, sides. that makes more sense. Uh, this issue was called The Black Knight Lives Again. Uh, January 1968. So, uh, we are going to jump right into this. Uh, Like I said, go back and listen to part one, uh, or you're going to be severely lost. So, here we go. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that actually matters in the first episode, There truly is, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about how could we cut corners, and there's no way. There is no way to cut corners with this character. Uh, Very intricate background, so... Uh, sh- so shortly after Dane's return, that was this was uh, his return from uh, the Crusades in the 12th century. Uh, Merlin with a Y, formerly Merlin with an I, 
Uh, teamed him with Captain Britain. This is Brian Braddock. In defense of Otherworld, a mystical extra-dimensional realm encompassing Avalon, where Merlin had long resided and uh, in which Camelot had been rebuilt. Alongside allies such as Merlin, Moondog, and the Proud Walkers, uh, notably Vortigan. Moondog and the Proud Walkers! <laughs> My dad saw them in the 70s. Uh, they, they, they opened for the Grateful Dead. It was a good time. <laughs> like Moondog and the Sound Walkers, it sounds like. Uh, like Proud Walkers. A, whatever. Uh, it sounds like a morning zoo. Like Moondog, obviously the leader. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, in that one. This oh, wait, summer from do, DreamWorks Pictures. I can't do soundboard stuff. Moondog. No, I can't. I have really weird ones. Never mind. I can't. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so. Get it. Get it. Okay. <laughs> that was that was that was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so alongside those uh, those allies. Uh, Whitman and Braddock uh, fought Mordred and many other agents of the Nether God's leader, Necromon, who had conquered the Netherworld and wished to conquer Otherworld and Earth as well. During the Otherworld conflict, the Iron Ogre shattered the Ebony Blade and Dane replaced it with King Arthur's mystical blade, Excalibur, loaned to him by the Lady of the Lake. Uh, insert Monty Python reference here. Uh, I mean, I can never come up. I know what... I know the... <sighs> Having a sword thrown, you, thrown to you by some watery tart and the lake is no uh, basis for a system of government. Something like that. Yeah, I can, I like I I know that I can see the scene in my head. I can never get the quotes though. Yeah. Help! Help! I'm being repressed. Uh, later, Dane and Captain Britain helped resurrect King Arthur himself. What a twist! Uh, who reclaimed uh, his Excalibur while Dane regained the Ebony Blade, uh, which Camelot Smith Wayland. That's my uncle's name. Uh, had reforged for Merlin. Uh, Arthur ultimately teamed with the Black Knight to... Oh, the litter robot's going. That's fun. Uh, Arthur ultimately teamed with the Black Knight to slay Necromon during the final battle for Camelot, which was destroyed. Uh, however, Vortigan offered to rebuild Camelot within its own kingdom in Otherworld, and Arthur accepted. Though invited to stay in Otherworld, Dane went home, discovering his castle had been bought by its caretaker, Victoria Bentley, uh, to prevent the British government from seizing it for unpaid taxes. Golly. Fascinating time of storytelling, I tell you. Uh, by this time, Dane's bloody battles in the Crusades and Otherworld had reactivated the Ebony Blade's curse, corrupting his mind until the Blade's evil was temporarily purged with the aid of Doctor Strange and Sir Percy's spirit. Over time, Dane's memories of Otherworld became vague and incomplete, more dreamlike than real. Returning to America, Whitman rejoined the Avengers. Smitten with his teammate Wasp, but rejected by her, Dane shared an adventure and a kiss with his admirer, Yellowjacket, that's Rita DeMara, a small-time supercriminal who later became an honorary Avenger before her death. Whitman's time displaced 27th century cousin, uh, descendant, excuse me, his cousin from the 27th century. 27th century descendant, Ernst Witham. It's <laughs> a punchline to a joke that I don't understand. The last night uh, tried to slay Dane uh, in an effort to destroy his own timeline and erase his own blood curse, but Witham failed. Uh, when Dane's teammate Namor used the Ebony Blade to slay the Leviathan, the monstrously mutated and immensely destructive Marina, 
The sword's blood curse warped Dane's mind and slowly petrified his body into a starstone-like material, leading Hogan the Grim to use the immobile Dane as a human weapon against Asgard's foe Seth. (laughs) 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 They have sent their most fearsome warrior. Who are we preparing for, my lord? Seth. Don't let him to, play basketball to, okay. at me. To be fair, Seth is like the like one of the gods of I know, death. I know, Egyptian. I know, I know, I know, I know. It just I sounds know. so lame. It just came off. It, it just came off very funny. Uh, are you, are you, it's your stepdad, Seth. Oh no! <laughs> He's gonna want to take me out in the backyard and try to play baseball with me, and we, we, he wants to bond. I'm not, but I'm not gonna call him dad, mom. <laughs> Uh, Dane was ultimately restored to normal, though, when the combined uh, efforts of Sir Percy's spirit, uh, who reanimated Dane's body by inhabiting it for a time, Victoria Bentley, Captain Britain, Irish orphan youth, Sean Dolan, the Valkyrie, and Doctor Strange uh, thwarted a new conquest scheme by the spirits of Mordred and Morgan Le Fay in the process. Upon regaining human form, Dane rejoined the Avengers and soon began wielding an energy sword of his own design, retiring the dangerous ebony blade. But the blade later transformed Sean Dolan into the demonic bloodus. Uh, de- <laughs> wow, I threw a bunch of words together there. Into the demonic menace, Bloodwraith, uh, who stole the blade, usurped Valinor, and killed Victoria Bentley. Despite these setbacks, Dane became a more central figure in the Avengers, sparking an ethical conflict in the ranks when he was among the rogue Avengers who tried to execute the alien supreme intelligence for its genocidal war crimes and later serving as unofficial leader, uh, field leader, excuse me, under team chair, black widow, uh, Dane's relationships with teammates, crystal and Cersei complicated his life further. Dane loved crystal, the estranged wife of Avengers veteran Quicksilver, but was also drawn to the unstable Cersei who was madly in love with Dane and formed a gun. Josen gone. Hosen. I bet it's that mental link with him. Uh, Cersei's mental uh, instability had actually been artificially triggered by Proctor or Proctor rather uh, a bitter alternate reality counterpart of Dane. This is from earth three, seven, four who had been jilted by his world Cersei and had roamed the multiverse destroying each reality Cersei ever since. When Quicksilver tried to reconcile with crystal Dane renounced his feelings for her and uh, devoted himself to Cersei. Uh, who slew her tormentor Proctor, uh, but was now too dangerously unstable to remain on Earth. Dane went into other dimensional exile with Cersei, and they had a series of adventures in other realities, uh, notably the Ultraverse, alternate Earth 93060, uh, where Dane joined and briefly led the Ultra Force super team. When he and Cersei headed back to their home reality, they made an accidental side trip to the Crusades, during which Dane earned the friendship and enmity of Bennett Dupelli, who survived in the modern times as the powerful, or excuse me, super powerful mutant terrorist Exodus. Uh, returning to present day Earth, Dane and Cersei split up, and Dane joined the corporate super team Heroes for Hire. At the same time, uh, his once otherworldly, uh, other, I'm going to start that again. At the same time, Dane's one-time Otherworld ally, the Lady of the Lake, declared him the latest mortal incarnation of the Pendragon, uh, one of the heroic spirits that previously inhabited King Arthur and other champions through the ages, and appointed him the new earthly champion of Avalon. Given a new magical winged steed and mystical weapons by the Lady of the Lake, Dane fought alongside heroes for hire 
for a short time, then uh, left to serve as leader of the High Evolutionaries, Knights of Wondagore. Uh, along the way, he tried to rekindle his romance with Crystal, fighting over her with Quicksilver, until she spurned the both of them. And more recently, Dane has converted Garrett Castle into a museum chronicling the lives and exploits of the Black Knight lineage throughout history. Serving briefly with a one-time Excalibur roster assembled by Captain Britain, the Black Knight has also aided the Avengers against foes such as Morgan Le Fay and Mordred, the Blood Wraith, whom Dane monitored for a time uh, uh, alongside Firebird, and Kang. Uh, Whitman considered it uh, aiding the group in several adventures, but ultimately departed on a new quest using the Ebony Blade again of late. Uh, Dane has grown convinced that he currently wields some sort of duplicate and has gone in search of the true blade. <sighs> Everybody can take a big, yeah. big, big breath, big sigh of relief. We made it through, y'all. We did it. So, oh, I was going to look to see, because I think I heard of the Ultraverse before, but I don't think I read anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Ultraverse. Uh, okay. It doesn't really pull stuff up, but I'll look it up in Marvel Limited, so, yeah. There you go. But, uh, some stats and a lot of... Do you want to do trivia before or after? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Let's just do it before. Okay. Yeah, let's do, let's do trivia. <laughs> hey, did you... Did, did you remember anything I just told you about? No, I didn't. That's why I'm telling you to do it right now. Ah. <laughs> uh, when uh, the Wasp rejected Dane, whom did he turn to share an adventure with and a kiss? Crystal. No. Cersei. Nope. Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Oh, I like that Yellow Jacket, too. She's, like, really good in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the 90s Guardians of the Galaxy book. And she dead. Oh, she's super dead. Yeah, super uh, dead. Yeah. All right, another big breath. Dane Whitman is six foot tall, 190 pounds. Oh, little slender boy. Brown hair, brown eyes. He is highly intelligent, uh, and he is a trained, unarmed combatant, superb swordsman, and expert horseman. Though specializing in physics, he is proficient in a wide array of advanced sciences and technologies, including genetic and mechanical engineering. He has strong strategic and tactical skills. When Dane Whitman touches his mystic pendant and invokes the name of Avalon, he conjures up, does he now? He conjures something up when he touches his mystic pendant. Terrific. Yeah. He conjures up his equipment and steed. His armor and weapons are extremely lightweight, but supernaturally durable. His shield of night not only protects him from the uh, most attacks, but also absorbs the energy of the forces directed against it. He can then release that stored energy in the form of power blasts from his blade, the Sword of Light. His winged steed Strider can fly at great speeds and is even capable of traveling underwater. While riding Strider, Dane is magically able to breathe regardless of his environment. Dane sometimes employs the Ebony Blade, an indestructible enchanted sword. We know that. Um, it can also deflect, disrupt, absorb, or penetrate energy fields and energy beams, including uh, negative, including mystical energies. However, long-term use of the blade can have negative mental or physical effects, especially if the blade is used to shed blood or kill, in which case the blade usually compels its users uh, to seek more bloodshed. Long-term wielders of the blade develop a mystical connection with it and under certain conditions can transport themselves through space and even time to the blade's location if they have become separated from it. The spirits of people slain by the blade are sometimes trapped within an astral realm uh, linked to the sword. The blade is said to render its wielder unkillable 
Though it's Sister Web and the Ebony Dagger can overcome this mystical protection. I don't want to be killed than stuck in that sword. Just let me die. Just any sword. <laughs> any sword. The Ebony really. Blade, Katana's sword from uh, Suicide Squad. Although she's yeah, got my back. Just let me die. Just let me die. Yeah. Give me the sweet release of death, on it. Much like Panda Scream, always let me die. <laughs> because pandas don't want to live. They, they want to die out. Let them be extinct. Incredible. Uh, the current that, that's status my of- hot take. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep making us live. What's we obviously don't want to mate. We have evolved to not want to mate at all. We're Why? fat. We're fat, hungry, and all we want to do is sleep. Just leave us alone. Let me <laughs> let me die in peace. I don't want a child. <laughs> You know that thing just screams and poops and eats everything. That's all it does. Uh, Let me die. <laughs> Sad panda. It's <laughs> my new favorite character. Uh, the current status of the ebony blade and how many duplicates of same uh, and how many duplicates of same may exist. Uh, incredible editing there uh, is a matter of some confusion. The blood wraith has the blade's most recent longtime wielder uh, and how <clears throat> or if. He may have lost the blade, remains unrevealed, but several other people have more recently wielded some version of the ebony blade. Dane Whitman, who is housing his version of the blade in the Black Knight Museum, before he recently began using it again. A seemingly unrelated new Black Knight who serves as an overzealous agent of the Vatican and comports himself uh, as a modern-day religious crusader, recently participating in a supercriminal assault on the heathen nation of Wakanda uh, and Wakanda's ruler, the Black Panther. T'Challa, uh, who stripped the Vatican's knight of his blade and kept it for his own use thereafter. One yeah, of the- that was like really cool. Uh, for <laughs> the if you haven't read the uh, the Christopher Priest um, 2005 run of uh, Black Panther, it kicks ass. Gotcha. He has a sword in it, Black Panther, and it's it, it's nice. ebony blade, and okay. like yeah, it's cool. Um. One of these recently employed blades, uh, maybe the late Proctor's ebony blade, an alternate reality version of the sword, last seen in the custody of the Avengers. I don't know if I said that or not already. Uh, whatever. Close enough. Sure. Dane's notable past weapons include his power lance and his laser sword. His original primary weapon, a mechanical power lance, was outfitted with heat beams, force beams, gas emitters, and bola launchers. His laser sword, also known as his neutral, uh, neural sword or faux tonic sword generates an adjustable blade of energy which can act as a penetrating laser or as an immaterial energy column that stuns a victim without doing physical damage for a time dane rode an atomic yeah an atomic steed one of the mechanical flying vehicles manufactured and employed by the high evolutionaries knights of wondagore dane originally rode aragorn a uh, genetically engineered white horse with wings aragorn's bird-like wings enabled him to fly with enough thrust to carry aloft several passengers as well. Separated from Dane during Whitman's time in the Crusades, Aragorn became the longtime steed of Brunhilde the Valkyrie and was later given to Brunhilde's successor, the new Valkyrie, Samantha Parrington. Before the mad Craven, uh, Alyosha Kravinov, apparently killed the animal. Dane's second steed, Valinor. Boy, I, re- I sure do care about these fake horses. Um, <laughs> a flying black horse with bat-like wings was a gift from Amergen, High Druid of Avalon, 
but the Blood Wraith later usurped command of this steed. Uh, Bram Velsing, <laughs> incredible name, duplicated much of the Whitman uh, Garrett technology to create his own power lance and another genetically engineered steed known as Hellhorse, which he has used in his uh, criminal guise as Dread Knight. Uh, do you want to know uh, one of the few Marvel figures I have is Dread Knight? Really? Uh, yeah. Okay, then. Why do I have it? It was like five bucks. Uh, there you go. That's why. <laughs> but I know who Dread Knight is. So that's all not, that matters. I do not. I do not. And we'll that's also all that matters. We'll probably talk about Dread Knight at some point. Eventually, if we can ever get through the black characters. Yeah, I know. You don't... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I heard it as it was coming out of my mouth, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, will, I think, in like two months. We're having a great time. <laughs> great. Uh, hey, yeah. that does it for this episode. If you want to check out all of the characters that we talk about, all the past characters that we have talked about, uh, and just support support the show. Uh, you can head over to social media and follow at Alphabet Flight. You can also head to alphabet uh, alphabetflight.tumblr.com. You can also support the show on the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash alphabetflight for as little as, I don't know, what, a dollar a month? I don't know how the tiers work over there. Yeah. Hello? Okay. Cool. Oh, sorry, what? Oh, right. Oh. Great stuff. Um, oh, dude, I'm sorry. When I said I had a headache, it's one of those just like, uh, I don't know. My... my my brain. I, 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 We're still I good. disassociated for a second. <laughs> okay. We're good. Maybe, maybe, no worries. Maybe. I was gonna be. I was gonna be mean. I wasn't gonna be mean. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate mean. it. Like, uh, I've like, had a very bad week. So <laughs> I'm not gonna be mean. Uh, go follow me at P Ritter 1792 and at my bourbon pod uh, for my other stuff, the other podcasts that I do. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Until then, <laughs> conch you something something. Bye-bye. As the night travels by...